Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Are you ready? Okay, shall we pray? Dear Jesus, as we approach your word, we believe that the Bible is the word of God. We believe that the Bible contains the word of God. We believe that your spirit inspired every part of it. Your word teaches us that all scripture, not some of the scripture, but all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, and for instruction. And tonight as we approach your holy word, we say, Lord, we are not proud. We are not too big to learn. We are not too known in your kingdom. And we say, Lord, we humble ourselves before you. We say, let your Holy Spirit have his way. Spirit of Jesus, we welcome you. Holy Spirit of God, we say, come and fellowship with us today. In the name of the mighty Son of God, Jesus Christ, who died on this earth for all mankind. We thank you, Lord, in his name. Amen. Now, turn your Bible to Mark chapter 11, and we are going to read verse 22. All right. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Now, we've been sharing about faith over the last few weeks. And um, we have in no way finished, due to one or two reasons, we um, had to break a little. But I want to continue sharing with you about faith today. Amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Wonderful. Now, today I want us to move into an important area of faith. Now, let's look at Mark chapter 11, verse 22 only. It says... And Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God. Hallelujah. Let's all say say that together. Read it together. Mark 11, 22. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God. Let's read it again. Say it again one more time. Have faith in God. Now, the Greek part of the verse on which the Old Testament was written from Hebrew and the New Testament from Greek, that was a language in that time. Now, this scripture in the Greek literally reads, have the faith of God. Amen. Have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. So let's all say, have the faith of God. God. 
Say it again. Now let's say, have the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. Say it one more time. Hallelujah. Now the God kind of faith is the faith that says things that are not as though they were. Speaks about things that are not as though they were. Just like God. Hallelujah. The God kind of faith behaves in the God kind of way. Amen. Now the very fact that he said that you should have a God kind of faith means that there's probably other types of faith. And there are other types of faith. There's natural faith. You know, there are people who have a lot of confidence. And uh, sometimes you think that their confidence is faith. There are some natural people who have certain uh, mind, science, ideas, and attitudes, you know, positive attitude, uh, positive thinking, and so on. And if you don't take care, you can easily think that that is faith. But there's a difference between positive thinking, hallelujah, optimism, and faith in God. Hallelujah. Everybody say there's a difference between positive thinking and having faith in God. Hallelujah. There are some people who say, don't think about anything bad. There are some people who say, don't say that if you say that it will happen. You know, there's a natural type of behavior that you may think that, oh, this is faith in action. Now, today the Bible is telling us, have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. Now, the God kind of faith is the type of faith which speaketh to things that are not as though they were. Like God told Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. As if he was already a father of many nations. He was a barren father with no children. And God said, I have already made you. And if you read through the Bible, so many parts of the Bible, God says things that as if they are already in existence. He speaks about them. Hallelujah. And they come to pass. And I want to tell you, dear Christian friend, that if you want to have the God kind of faith, Speak about things that are not as if they are. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Are you listening to me at the back there? Can you hear me at the back there? Very clearly. Speak about things that are not as if they are. And it may look like madness, but it will come to pass in reality. Hallelujah. Now, tonight I want us to move on from there to study something else which is very important. In Galatians chapter 5, kindly turn your Bible please to Galatians. After Corinthians comes Galatians. And in Galatians chapter 9. Have you found Galatians chapter 9? Because there is no Galatians chapter 9. Galatians chapter 5 and verse... Six, all right. Or oh, let's read verse one. It says, "Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage." Behold, I say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever you are justified by the law you are fallen from grace for we through the spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith now 
this little passage here is a very good example of where people begin to have false doctrines you see because if you pick out this verse over there it is saying that anybody who is circumcised is not you know a christian it will profit you nothing christ shall profit you nothing if you are circumcised you understand so the whole of the Ghanaian race christ shall profit them nothing hallelujah most people you know will not benefit from christ but you see this is how false doctrines and ideas begin and that's why you need to take these things in context everybody say context amen that's why we have the whole bible to compare scripture with scripture don't trust a man don't trust me trust god hallelujah trust his word if i tell you something if it's not in the bible don't accept it i am a man i can also make a mistake amen so trust the word of god if what i say is not in the bible reject what i say and take what the word of god says say amen somebody hallelujah now verse 6 it says for in jesus christ neither circumcision availeth anything but nor uncircumcision but faith which worketh by love hallelujah faith which worketh by love is what is important when you become a christian now this man with the light i beg you to move away you are blinding my eyes hallelujah maybe you should go into the congregation a bit yes all right now the bible is saying here that faith which is important is something that works by love hallelujah everybody say faith works by love say faith works by love if you say a car works by petrol what does it mean without petrol the car will not work hallelujah and that is exactly what the bible is saying you see sometimes you meet people and uh, you they hear the word of god they hear us preaching in church they hear things we are talking we are talking we are ministering we are ministering they hear the word they clap they shout yeah especially when it doesn't apply to them they clap and they, they shout and they sing you know but when the word it comes to time to apply the word in your life personally then we have a problem then suddenly they don't seem to see how it applies to them and it is very interesting and i want to say that you know that i've realized that most christians have a point or a place or a time in their lives where they put the bible aside some people actually say to their man say that you put the bible aside let's talk about this thing or some people say put christianity aside but i want to announce to you that no matter who you are or what you are you can never do anything outside the word of god and outside the bible and outside christ you cannot put christ aside you cannot put the bible aside you cannot put the word of god aside amen can i have a louder amen, amen. there are christians who want, who when it comes to certain things now listen to me there are people who are in the church they are living anyhow they want to live when it comes to that area it's like put christ aside and i want to inform you whether it is in your business whether it is in drugs whether it is in sex whether it is in stealing whatever it is there is no place that you can put the bible aside and when it comes to faith there are people who feel that if you have faith you don't have to walk in love but the bible is saying that even your faith it works by love hallelujah and what is love one may ask hallelujah 
What is love? When you say faith works by love, is love sex? Some people say, well, I love you, so I'll sleep with you. If, that's, if love is sex, then it means that faith works by sex. Faith worketh by sex. Is that what the Bible is trying to say? If you have sex, then your faith will rise up. <laughs> Dr. Jeffo. <laughs> no, it, it cannot mean that. And the Bible is not saying that. Some, some people are, you know, say love is blind. Uh, faith does not work by blindness. Hallelujah. Listen to me, dear Christian friend. Love is well defined in the Bible. People are confused on this issue of love. What is love? When you say I love a girl or I love a boy, what does it really mean? Now, there are different types of love, but we are talking about the main kind of love in the Bible, which is really what we mean when we say love. And God is saying that your Christian faith, your faith to answer and to hear prayers, works by love. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2, it says that if I understand all knowledge and all mysteries, and I have the gift of prophecy, and I have all faith that I could move mountains, I am nothing. And I have no charity, or I have no love. I am nothing. And verse 3 says that although I give all my, I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I bestow my body to be bent, and I have no charity, it profited me nothing. That means that when you were supposed to benefit from your giving, that is why people give and they don't benefit from it. Amen. You are supposed to benefit from what you are doing. But it's not going to benefit you at the end of the day. And I see it over and over again in this church. You see, you can see love is really the character of somebody's life. Love is, let me tell you something. We do not become ministers without having character. You, you cannot be a minister unless you have a good character. Amen. There are some people you see us preaching, you see us praying for the sick, you see us doing whatever. Don't think that it's just by preaching. Because faith. The faith to have a latte, the faith to be a minister, it works by using love. It doesn't work without love. And love is the basic character. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 and so on, if you read from the New American Standard Version, love is patient and is kind, it's not jealous, does, does not behave itself in unseemly, and various other things, does not behave itself in an unbecoming way, take, does not take into account a wrong suffered. That means it forgives. And it goes on to give more love. Uh, love, 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 um, love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love does not rejoice at iniquity. And there are Christians who are happy when they are watching evil. Sin. Evil things. And we are happy. And I want you to understand. You, you, some of you admire pastors. You see Reverend Saki and you admire him. You want to be a great evangelist like him. Let me tell you something. That you, you better get into your coconut today. That if you do not have character, you cannot be in the ministry. At least you cannot be in the ministry for long. Sooner or later, we will, you, will, you will be out. I see a lot of young boys, the, even character to be faithful, to be solid, to not to, not to, not to betray whoever you work for. Or what we, we, some, of, some people, they don't want to be maybe house boys or house girls eh? so that people will see me. You see, Bible said love, love is not puffed up. Love does not, it does not vaunt itself is the word that it uses. It's not so big. And, and some of us are so big and so proud. You see, let me tell you something. I want you to understand that Christianity and faith does not work without these basic things. Do whatever you want to do. Go up and come down. 
without these basic Christian principles, love, your love cannot work, and love cannot work, your faith cannot work. Young men, young women, you do any let, you see, let me tell you something. There are some principles here. Eh? If you don't operate them, your Christian life will never work. You can have faith and you just be moving. And when it comes to certain things, it's like you put Christ aside. And that one you are just going to do whatever you want to do. And I want to tell you, some of you see me, you tell me a lie. You are lying. I mean, you, 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 you want your faith to work. There are people here, we are preaching about forgiving. I mean, we've been preaching. Have you not been preaching about grudges in this last week? And you know, there are people, and it's like when the word is passing and it affects you, it's just, it's like that one is passing over your head. And we have the grudges in our spirits. And the Bible says that love does not take into account a wrong suffered. First Corinthians 13 verse 5. It does not. And that is forgiveness. Men and women, husbands and wives, beloveds, friends, sisters. I tell you, Christianity does not work without these basic principles. You must understand that you will not go far without a good character. Somebody said that he has done it thousand times he has he has done it over and over and over again how long can i forgive jesus has told us already seven times 70. that is the number of times that you and i are expected to forgive and to release the gratis and to release the hurt. hallelujah i said hallelujah these are christian principles this is christianity there are some of us, you see the public, and I say, you see the people on stage. And let me tell you something, you see somebody sitting on stage, doing well, praising the Lord, serving the Lord. Make no mistake, my dear friend, without the backing of your good character, do you think that Pastor Eddie will be the resident pastor of this church? Do you know why I like Pastor Eddie so much? Because I trust him. If there's somebody that's reliable, somebody that you know about his character, you know this person is not going to do something bad. This person is not a liar, a cheat, a thief. This person is not after something. That's for Pastor Eddie. That's Pastor Saki. These are the type of, and that is what makes somebody a pastor. Some people tell you, see that? you just start, you start, hey, hallelujah, hey, amen, praise the Lord. Turn your Bible, then you, you feel happy. You are doing what? You are done nothing. And you are nothing. I want, I want you to understand that. That faith, it works, but it works by love. Everybody say faith works. Faith works. Amen. <laughs> you are believing God for that miracle in your house. You are believing God, eh? Pastor Ishmael, you are believing God to get married, isn't it? You are believing God to get married. You are believing God to get married. And you have such a grudge in your heart, it's not going to work. You are believing God to have a child, a boy. And if you have a grudge in your heart, God will turn it into a girl. tell you something dear friends i am speaking to you i'm speaking to your character amen we want to see people of character that in their office they will never include you in certain things never if you are in school and they are bringing papers around when i was when i was doing a level the the uh, what do you call it my biology paper it leaked it was in the 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 practicals leaked the practical was in the house before we went to do it Nobody came to show me that practical paper. 
Nobody came to show me that. Oh, here. I mean, Pastor Ben, I don't know if you saw your A-level paper before you did A-level, but I didn't, you know, they, they didn't consider me as someone who, who will be part of this thing. Maybe they thought I was someone who would betray them. Amen. And you see, people don't understand what takes you far with God. You must have a character underneath all that you say and all that you do. There must be the character. Love is patient. You must be patient. Patience. You need patience to walk with God. You need patience to stay with God. You need to be patient with your brothers and your sisters. You need to be patient with your father and your mothers. You need to be patient with the police. You need to be patient with the soldiers. You need to be patient with one another. That character must be there for faith. Because faith, it works. But it works through these things. I said faith, it works. But it works through these things. Faith, Galatians chapter 5, faith. Never forget it in all your life. Faith which worketh by love. Faith which works, but it works by love. Faith, it works, but it works by love. Never forget it all your life. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Faith, it works, but it works by love. Husband, you are beating your wife. You are beating your wife, and afterwards you just wave your hand. Shakata. Oh. In First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, it says that if I speak with the tongues of men and tongues of angels, and I have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. There are only two things that I remember when I hear those sounding brasses. Rising bell. In Achimota school, we had a certain piece of iron uh, uh, in the corridor. And at 5 a.m., the rising bell would go. It was the most irritating noise that I knew for the five years that I was in from 1 to 5 in Achimota school. I was 18, Western Compound. And you see, God says that when you, when you speak in tongues and you don't have charity... You are working for somebody and you have only your interest and you don't have the interest of the person. You see, Jesus said, if you don't know how to take care of that which is another man's, who will give you your own? Ah, sometimes you wonder. The Bible said that when you speak in tongues, the Bible said that it is a rising bell, a rising bell in heaven, rising bell. People are annoyed when they hear you pray. The angels are annoyed. God is annoyed to hear the sound of your voice. When you are speaking in tongues, mandala la baba, instead of it becoming music in the ears of God, it is tan 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 Your tongues, not my tongues, your tongues. If you if you don't have love, if you don't have love, amen. The tongues become noise, it becomes a stinkling symbol. When I was in Christ the King school, Catholic school, I, I, used to be there, I used to be in a band called CYO. Do you know CYO? CYO. Yeah, and I used to play the tinkling cymbal. It was a triangle like that. And I was, you know, they never trusted me with anything more than a tinkling cymbal. So I was playing a tinkling cymbal in, in, in the school. That, that was all I played. And when I see this scripture... I can see myself in the CYO just playing the tinkling cymbal. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I'm speaking to the hearts of people today. God's saying be patient. Love is patient. 
patience. You know, actually, without patience, you can't have the gift of God because God will try you and try you until you are tired, and then He blesses you. That's what I've seen. You want God to give you a good husband. Some people they become Christians, and then they have the problems that they have, they want to stop. You've got to be patient. You obey the word and suffer. People don't want to suffer these days for Christianity. You've got to suffer for Christ. And you have to be patient in the suffering. You want just now you've come to Christ. You want somebody to marry you. you know those who have been in the worship choir for a long time? They haven't got beloveds? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've just come. You've just come. People have been serving the Lord for 19 whatever years. And... You've just come. You want the line. The Lord doesn't give you a beloved right now. Look, there are some of you sitting here. If an unbeliever comes to talk to you very seriously this evening, you will think about it. Oh, yes. You think about it. Well, I mean, you consider the person comes to wrap you seriously. And the guy looks decent. I mean, he doesn't look crooked. His nose is straight. Everything. If the guy talks to you seriously, you will listen to him. You have no patience to wait for God. Kindness. Some husbands are wicked. And some men are wicked. There's no kindness in our spirits. Kindness. There should be genuine, genuine. Love is kind. Patient and is kind. There must be kindness. Some people are kind to church members, but your own wife who you marry, there's no kindness to her. You will buy things for the church. You will donate uh, uh, what do you call it? Money to the church you give, but your wife, you will not be kind to her. You see little girls around and tell them, hey, you are looking nice. But your wife, you will never even tell her that you've seen her face, whether it's nice or not. Kindness must, you see, sometimes you talk to people and then you wonder, they ask you that, so in this case, what should you do? And I tell the person that in this case, be a Christian. Yeah. In this case, what do you do? In this case, be a Christian. Practice Christianity. I mean, do you think that there's a special code for everything? In everything, just be a Christian. A lot of things, if you apply Christianity, you won't come and ask any question. You will know the answer at once. Bible goes on to say that love is not jealous. And many of us, jealousy is in our hearts. And there's a way that you can know whether you are jealous. That when you hear of somebody's breakthrough... What do you feel in your spirit? Do you feel, oh, ah, praise God. You know, do you feel like saying, yeah. If you don't feel like saying, yeah. Something is wrong. You heard that, is that your name Sakina? You've heard that Sakina has got a beloved. Yeah. If you, if you can't say, yeah. Ah. You are not really happy. I mean, be truthful. Let, let's be frank. You are not. I mean, so it's nice. And then you have to convert. You have to witness to your spirit and say, you must be happy about her breakthrough. You and four sisters, you are all trying to get pregnant. You are working every night. You are working hard. Hey, hey, hey. Well, until well, I you are working hard. Then you hear that, hey, one of them has, has become pregnant. Yeah? Well, I stress me. Then you hear another one has become pregnant. Then something moves inside your heart. Oh! Then you hear like third one has become pregnant. Adai! 
and there's no rejoicing but the bible says that the friend of the bridegroom rejoices when he hears that the bridegroom is coming the real friend some years ago i remember i was in the medical school my father gave me a car the number was aa5469 it was a Renault 4 we have changed the engine about three times and it was a very old car condemned and just but it was a working it was somehow trying to work in a way and i was in the medical school i think i was studying and i remember one day we went for microbiology lecture parasitology we went to learn about worms because in medical school we learn a lot of unnecessary things so we went to learn about worms and we were coming back in the afternoon and i just brought the car and i came to park it in front of the hostel and i think i was probably the only person in my in my class who had got a car very old car aa5469 the car was painted red <laughs> and i came to park the car right in front of the hostel and when we went to for lectures to learn about the worms we came back and as we all come back because the medical school we all walk in a class we're holding our book the exams were coming soon when we got to the class when we got when i got to the car i realized that one of the tires had gone down so i put my things on the car the side started to go and work on the car so as i was working on the car some of the people who were still coming for the lecture then a friend of mine I remember him very well his name starts with a as he was passing by he said mm, this car there you will work on it until you die <laughs> now such a person does not me wish me well it is paining him that i've got a car i've just bought my new jalopy you are not going to rejoice with me it's paining you and i tell you once you cannot rejoice with somebody about what he has then you are jealous of what he has in a very small way sometimes it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger but i want to tell you listen how should you behave behave like a christian amen somebody said oh in marriage if your husband wants to do this what should you do behave like a christian it's very simple if your pastor did this to you what should you do behave like a christian if your beloved behave that way to you what do you do exactly behave like a christian how do christians behave christians work have faith which works by love Amen. Amen. Let, let's look at it quickly. Turn your Bible to First Corinthians. Okay, have you found it? First, verse four. It says that love suffereth long, is patient, and is kind. Envieth not, or is not jealous. Love vaunteth not itself, and is not puffed up hallelujah oh i said hallelujah Amen. i want to tell you something christianity is humility everybody say christianity is humility amen, amen. louisa are you aware that you cannot be a christian if you are not humble are you aware of that you can't be you can't be you can't do the work if you are not humble you can't serve god if you are puffed up today we have a lot of pastors who look like very big shots you know when they come around you you know really big type of 
Uh, don't get a wrong impression of what Christianity is or what the ministry is. Don't get a wrong impression at all. Because Christianity, you see, some of the things that we see are not Christianity as the Bible depicts Christianity. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we must pick the things that we have to pick. You see, if, you, for instance, you are following me and I've got a fault, take the good things from me and leave my faults. You must always, uh, if you are eating, they give you granite soup and fufu. And they put okro inside the soup. Have you seen that thing before? They put okro inside the soup. Okay. You don't like the okro. Just take the soup and leave the okro. Everybody say, leave the okro. Yeah. So, when you, when you see, for instance, in America, many of the great ministers and great preachers, many of them have fallen by the wayside. And you find out that many of them were doing certain things which people associated with Christianity, that that was Christianity. You have to ride in a certain type of car. You must wear a certain type of dress. You, you come with a, you know, your boo-boo or I don't know what, you know, you see them coming like very pompous. So like, yeah, the pastor is coming. Christianity is not pomposity. Everybody say Christianity is not pomposity. Amen. Pomposity is not Christianity. Say pomposity is not Christianity. Amen. And you see that there are certain things and many of the preachers even in America have changed their minds about those things. I was watching Benny Hinn on video some time ago and he was talking about the things that he has and he was saying, listen, God has shown him that all these things that he was doing and he had cars, rings, this, that, all those things will not lead people to Christ. And he said, God told him, get rid of that, get rid of this, get rid of that. I was surprised. I was surprised golden things i mean when i was sitting in, in you know one time i was sitting for dinner with a certain man of god and as i was sitting with him in london um at, near the airport i was i just look at the man's watch i tell you every second on the watch is a diamond you see the second like that. hey <laughs> i was afraid tell him the watch the gold and the diamonds that were did you see the thing Hey, Lord Jesus, if you give us one of the devils in the world, we use it to do something. I see that, but you see, what we are saying, we are not saying that these things are wrong in the but these things does not mean anything per se. If somebody does how he wants to dress or that's what he wants to have, you are welcome to do it. But that, you see, people have associated it with good men of God to the extent that it is attached to the thing so that if you're a man of god you must be like that i went to preach somewhere i went to be, preach somewhere somebody introduced me said that this is a man he has no comeliness about him I said ah and i was wondering what does, what does he mean that i don't have any comeliness about me oh just recently a couple of weeks ago that he has no comeliness about him and got to introduce him the great man of god this this this, this but he said but you see one thing about this guy when you see him you will not you know you not think that he's uh what do you call it? He has no comeliness about him. Say, what is comeliness about him? I was, I was, I was standing at a, at a wedding with Reverend Saki recently, and then Pastor came. He said, oh, yeah, listen to me. He said, am I the one? He said, oh, I'm the one. He said, oh, <laughs> you, are, you, you look very, you know, simple, very ordinary person. What, 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 how, do, how should I be? How should I should be, I should be like this? I should walk like this? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. How should I be again? 
<laughs> if you go to the university, some of the professors, the lecturers, you see they are very simple people. Go to the university and see the, who said the good ones there. Very simple. They are the ones blessing the people. Pastor said, now we shouldn't wear boo-boo again. Ooh. I never said that. I never said that. Pastor said, now you shouldn't wear a watch. You are lying. But I'm saying that, listen, do not, you see, and many of us, we are impressed with natural things. We are, Bible says that love vaunteth not itself. Vaunteth not itself. We are impressed with, you just make yourself very big and just move. <laughs> and you are coming. No. Love is humble. Amen. Jesus was with his disciples. He was their friend. He told them in John chapter 5, I'm your friend now. I'm your friend. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your Lord. I'm your poop. I'm your friend. We are now friends. You can see the pastors in this church. We are friends. I am their head. I am the bishop, archbishop, whatever it is. But we are friends. We talk about whatever we have to talk about. We are, my friends are the pastors. Pastor said that we are not his friends. I didn't say that. I said that my friends are the pastor. You, why do you talk like that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Love. Everybody say love. Say faith works. But it works by love. Hallelujah. Let's just quickly round up here. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 30. Some of you don't know what love is. You can all see that it doesn't say love is blind. Verse 5. Love does not behave itself unseemly or in an unbecoming way. As Christians, there is a way you must behave. Amen. There is a way you must carry yourself. There's a way you must behave. Let me tell you something. It's true that you don't have to make yourself too pompous or whatever, but if you make yourself like a vagabond, when you arrive at a place... People will, will, will expect rubbish from you. Amen. If you make yourself like nothing, you see somebody, your tie, the tie we should have ended here is ending here. Or it's ending here. You don't tuck in your shirt, you cut your hair. Let me tell you, there are those corn beef, you cut your hair like in the shape of corn beef. Let me tell you something. If you cut your head, your shape, your head in the shape of God, if you look at the pastors, which of them has got a corned beef haircut? Pastor Ishmael, stand up. Let's see if you have a corned beef haircut. Pastor Ishmael's haircut is tuna. tuna. <laughs> Very round, tuna flakes. Pastor Jake doesn't have corned beef. Pastor Bernard doesn't have. No pastor has this type of haircut. And when you cut your hair in that way, you look like Mike Tyson. An unbecoming way, a lady, you are dressing and everybody can see what you are wearing under. You see some people, when they, when they sit down, when they are sitting down to talk with you, then they, they will be pulling the skirt. They will be pulling the skirt. Now, what, why if you wanted the skirt to reach here? Just wear a skirt that reaches there, but you are, you are, you are here and then you are pull, pulling your skirts. You wear things that are so tight. You wonder, what, what are you trying to show? You see, if you are a Christian, you see, someone say, ah, so, 
Pastor, are you trying to say that since we are Christians, we don't have to wear trousers and then uh, praise the Lord, especially if we are coming for the all night and then the mosquitoes are chewing our feet? Yes. If you want to wear trousers and come to church, even the type of trousers that you wear, you wear the trousers. When you see them coming, you see them walking. See you wonder, I don't, I don't want to do the real one for you because I can do the real one. This one is just make believe. <laughs> a Christian does not behave himself in an unbecoming way. And faith works through all these things. Somebody said, what has it got to do with faith? Faith works by love. If you want to do free show, come to a sister next to you and say, do you want to do free show? You see them, they, these days they have got dresses. The dresses are open. You know, they, they'll slam the dress, the dress from here to here. You know, and you see the dress and, and they'll be wearing it. You see, as a lady, you must be conscious of yourself. What part of your body you are exposing. You want to show your breasts. This breast, there's plenty. Everybody has got some. And you want to show yours. <laughs> you are some way. Pastor, <laughs> these brothers, they have got problems. That's why every day they are complaining. No. You are some way. Me, I see I'm actually beautiful. That's why when I'm walking on the road, a lot of people have been calling me. I mean, they have been calling me on the roadside to come in so that I talk with them. Let me tell you, they have, it is a spirit that is upon you. That is why a lot of unbelievers propose to you. That's why a lot of people want to pick you from the road. Because those people who pick you from the roadside, they have wives at home. Those people who pick you from the roadside, they see you as cheap. I mean, you are somebody we can take for fried rice. How much fried rice and what? Onion. Fried rice and onion. That, these are what you are worth. Fried rice and onion. After that, no dinner is free. After you have eaten the dinner, straight away, they will finish you off. Either in the hotel, in the room, or in the car. Or on the roadside. And so you, you feel that, you feel that you are beautiful and beautiful, Pastor. You see, my beauty, my beauty, you know, when I smile, I mean, they, they are just charmed. Hey. <laughs> the brothers are annoyed with you. I want to inform you that it's not beauty, it is a spirit of lust that is upon you. There are a lot of beautiful people. Beautiful. I mean, when you talk about beauty, but they don't have that spirit. So you don't have all those sort of things. Now, Pastor, this is the latest dress that has come into the. I mean, actually, my sister sent it to me from Massachusetts. And say, what do you want me to do, Pastor? What, will you give me a dress? Will you give me a dress? This is the dress that I have. And say, why shouldn't I wear it to come to the church? Be a Christian. Be a Christian. Walk in love. Love does not behave in an unbecoming way. People that stay with people, you stay with your uncle. You know, sometimes people come to us and come, go with me to my uncle's and my uncle is sucking me from the house. From experience, you come and tell come with us to your house because your uncle is sucking you. From experience, we wouldn't come. (laughs) 
<laughs> because when you go to the house, the thing that they will tell you that you, the person has done, you run away with your tail between your legs. <laughs> Christians, supposed to be Christians, look at what they are doing. You follow them, said, Oh, Pastor, you know, I was and then he just takes me said, Oh, he said, I should leave the house. He said, I should carry my face away. Oh, 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 oh Pastor. Oh. From experience, you follow them, go to the house, and you find out that this girl is a witch, the way she behaves, this and that and that, and then they'll mention all your sins. Say, oh, is that what you've been doing? He said, Okay, Pastor, there were some problems, but that's not all. Oh, look. You don't exhibit Christian. The only part that we can see that a Christian is when we hear you praying in tongues. Your behavior, your love life, nothing. I don't let my husband strip with me. I'll just throw him out. If he comes today, I'll just suck him. What does he mean? Yes. What does he mean? Walk in love. What he did to me yesterday, fuck, you better tell him. I'm not taking any nonsense anymore in this house. <laughs> you better tell him. You better tell that brother of yours. Things are different now. I'm blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Let's go on. Then we just close. Does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own. Amen. Some people seek their own, they want their own benefit first. When it's time for somebody's wedding, you never come and make the place nice. It's only when it's your wedding that you are concerned about that. Why are people not why are people not coming to help arrange the place? Why are people not doing this? Because you when it's time for somebody, so you are not there to do it. You only anything that concerns you, that's it. If it doesn't concern you. You know, you have nothing to do with it. And when it's somebody's own, it's like, Charlie, I've got uh, certain things to do and uh, I'll be here in the morning. Love does not seek its own. And I've seen it, you know. There are some people, when it's time for their wedding, they want everybody to be involved. They want everybody to do this, do this, do this, do this. But when it's somebody's wedding, they have nothing to do with it. They just come there, they're big shots. See them walking with their high heels. They are just coming. A church because of a girl. I know what I'm talking about. That was some years ago. The Lord told me, said, my friend, don't be a hypocrite. You are lying. I said, yes, sir, it's true. I'm lying. I'm bad. I'm going. I won't come again. And I ran away from the church. Turn to somebody and say, is it you? That other person could be you. Love is not easily provoked and thinketh no evil. You know, I want to say this thing here, you know, easily provoked. Some people, always people think about it in terms of anger. Love is not easily angry. It's true. Don't be easily angry. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. But you see, provocation can be onto other things as well. Some people are easily hurt. I mean, the smallest thing in their head. You know, there are some people, me, I'm personal, I'm very careful when I'm dealing with them. Sometimes I'll tell Pastor Taylor, this person, we should be careful. If we don't do this, this the person will be hurt. And there are some people that are not so easily hurt. So you can be more relaxed with the person. When you are with somebody who is easily hurt, you are very tense. Because you may say something, the person will say, what are they trying to say? What are they saying? 
it's some people some people are easy. I mean, you say something and then you didn't know that that's what it meant. And the person has taken it completely. You know, one time I was in Geneva. <laughs> I had just started the church. And I, I, I met a certain brother. And I said, there was a sister that she introduced me. I met her. I said, oh, hi. Oh. I said, hi. I said, oh, so how are you? So he told me, so what do you do here? He said, oh. Then the way he began to hesitate about what he does. I said, oh, you're a refugee. Eh? You know? And I was just joking. You know, I, I was just joking that you're a refugee. That was the first and the last time I saw that brother. He was so hurt. He was so offended. And you know, when we went down for the meeting, it was underground. We went underground. We prayed. And I was watching. And I said, oh, this is a believer. And he was praying. It's a part of such a papa. We're praying that God will establish this church in Geneva. And I saw him praying, 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 praying. After that, I said, I asked, I said, Sister Mary, so what? How that guy? I said, oh, pastor, refugee, when you say refugee, no, my mother is so hurt. He will not come to the church again. Refugee. Because I said he was a refugee. He's gone. When you came in, you didn't say hello. We beg you. When you were going, you didn't say bye-bye. The way you greet the others, the way you greet me is different, but the way you greet others is different. The last time when you came, the way you said hello is different from the way you are saying hello this time. Your smile is different. I'm used to you smiling more. What is wrong with your smile? And you are quiet. There's always a reason why you are hurt. I don't greet you. I don't mention your name. The pastor knows he always forgets my name. When I, when I meet him, he asks me that, what is your name? And I've told, me, I've told him my name seven times. Seven times. He has always forgotten my name. I mean, what sort of pastor is this? What sort of pastor is this? I beg you, please. Yeah. But there are some people, if you ask them their name 15 times, they will know. I mean, they will keep, oh, you forgot it again. Oh, my name is Rosemary. <laughs> my name is Rosemary. <laughs> you meet them again. Oh, what's your name again? You ask the person, your name, Karen. No, no. Uh, no, Rosemary. <laughs> no problem. But someone said, my name is Yah. And I told you last week. My name is Yah, and I told you last week, in case you have forgotten. And the person is hurt. Hallelujah. You know, when you are like that, it's difficult. Do, do you know that it's difficult to, to deal with you? Because even as pastors, so if we, every time you say, you say something, you, you feel hurt. You know, the way, say, Pastor, when I, I saw that when Brother Swanson was traveling, the way you prayed for him, it was different. But when I came and I told you that I was traveling, in fact, your behavior was totally different. In fact, the way you actually laid down, so when you spoke the, the words of power and faith, in fact, I was expecting something like that. But when I came and I told you that I was traveling, all that you told me was that, go in peace, the Lord be with you. In fact, Pastor, I wasn't expecting that at all. So when I travel, in fact, I thought about it for a long time. It's only by the grace of God that I'm back into this church. Please. You are hurt. 
Love is not easily provoked. And faith, it works. But it works by these things. Everybody say, faith works. Faith works. Hallelujah. And Bible says, faith thinketh no evil. And that is what I want us to have as a church. Let's think no evil. When you see on the news and they say, uh, what have they done with AGC share? Uh, AGC, the money, the, the AG, Ashanti Goldfield that they've sold. All right? You wonder, where is it? You know, I'm saying, your first reaction should not be to think evil. That something evil has happened to that money. Although it's possible and likely that the money has been used to pay wages or something like that. But your first reaction, when you see, if you see Pastor Ishmael at Wato Club at 11 o'clock in the night, your first reaction should not be that, oh, um, ah, Pastor Ishmael, Wato Club, 11 o'clock. This one there, it has happened. It has begun to happen. Lighthouse, Wato Club, Pastor. If you, and then you see somebody, you see them sitting there. Hey, me, I'm telling you, go to Wato Club, eleven o'clock every night. You will see Pastor Ishmael there. You know what Pastor Ishmael was doing there? Pastor Ishmael was coming from church. They had had a pastor's meeting. When he reached post office, his car broke down, and so he was walking. You know, before the post around that, that place, he was walking there to go and find a car. And you saw him coming there, and you saw him just by Water Club. So he said that he's come to Water Club. Your mind thinks evil at once. I'm telling you, Christians begin to make excuses for people when you start to hear, say that, oh, he has done this. No, think about a possi- possible other reason. There was a pastor one time, uh, uh, what do you call it? His associate pastor got involved in fornication. And the newspapers came to the church to come and take the story. And you know what the, the newspaper did? They made a very big mistake. When they went to publish the story, they used the wrong name. They used the head pastor's name. Do, do you understand the story? They used the head pastor's name or the senior pastor's name as, and they wrote it, Pastor, headline, Pastor in adultery whatever scandal and they wrote his name there oh it wasn't even it was clear it was not him it was the other and god told him that don't say anything about it don't say it's not me don't say that and you would have seen christians in their homes talking ah this guy we've known all along but we didn't have any proof we've always associated and suspected now god himself has moved Not knowing that, Charlie, you are talking off-key altogether. And just the man of God has decided to forgive, to release, and to forget. Stand on your feet, everybody. Let's close. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want you to... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Let there be love shed amongst us. Let there be love in us. And be this love sweep this nation. Cause us, Lord, to arise. Give us a fresh 
Time, let there be love. Let there be love. Share amongst us. Let there be love in our hearts. And may this love, may this love, be this nation. Cause us so that you have heard it works the faith that you have heard the God kind of faith it produces results say the spirit of the Lord it worketh it worketh it worketh yea but it works by love it worketh through love that say the spirit of the Lord consider your ways consider your life consider your behavior your manner of life and manner of behaving Adjust it according to the way of charity and the way of love. And you shall see the faith that you have been exercising. The tongues that you have been speaking. The prophecies that you have been prophesying. All these things shall come to pass as you work and work by love. For faith it works, but it works by love. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.